<laughs> Welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for spooky reviews of terrifying stories, art, or volumes that us or yourselves choose. Find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Sharpen your fangs and get ready to hunt, as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your paws together for your hosts, Shane, Phil, and Scott. Hello everyone, welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. My name is Scott. And I'm joined by Philippa. Philippa. Hello, Philippa. Yes, welcome, everyone. So, with the introductions done straight away, we today are going to be talking about Something is Killing the Children, Volume 1, written by James Tinian IV and drawn by Werther Daladera. That's what we're looking at today. It's it's going to be a fantastic book. Uh, this collects issues 1 uh, to 5. So, uh, and we are completely aware that volumes two and three and all of the issues up to issue 20 are out. So please, uh, if you have read uh, further than this, please do not spoil anything. Please. please uh, we, we will also like to put out a little trigger warning. There are quite some heavy, uh, dark, deep themes going on in this book. So for anyone who is uh, a little, you know, a little timid or a little queasy, um, then, uh, you know, you might not like some of the things we talk about. Uh, so just take that with a pinch of salt. And I think that is uh, the little bit uh, done out of the way. I'll do the synopsis uh, in, in a minute. Um, guys, I will tell you that last week I made a mistake with the scores. So, <laughs> so as a group, we had decided that because, um, you know, uh, there's only three of us and we were we, we were used to doing a score with four people, um, we are now going to do uh, my score, Phil's score, Shane's score put together, and then we're going to also add the average of your score and add that to the total score. So your score will help towards the leaderboard. So yeah, it's a lot of numbers, but it's okay. Um, so I will show you quickly. So this, so I changed the scoreboard for last week, and it changed Colder from a 7.5 to a 7.6. What went up? <laughs> Shane, he's going to be unbearable. It went up. It went yeah. up. Okay, so let's go ahead and say hi to everyone, and then I'll tell everyone about the book. So Liam's here. Heidi Ho, looks like he's got the best seat in the house. He does. He was first in. Sean the Noob, he's in. Evening peeps. Blue Sonic is here. Hi, everyone. How's it going? We're doing well. Hope you're doing good as well. Uh, Blue Sonic is uh, said he was really going to try and stick with it from episode one of this volume. So um, so he's going to, if we, he's, we're going to see him every single week now. It's great to 100%. see him. 100% so far. He has two episodes yeah, in there. Doing well. Two for two. Yeah. <laughs> Peter's here. All right. Thank you for joining, mate. Uh, and we also have James from This Week in Metropolis. How you doing? They released a new live episode of their podcast yesterday. Go and check that out. Uh, who else do we have? We've got Jack Talks Comics. Hey, guys, it's going to be back. It's great to have you back, mate. Uh, we understand that you 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 were locked out of your Instagram. and You couldn't get in, but now you're all good and everything's great, and so we're happy to see you back. Uh, Dominic is here, the comic book report. Hello, all. Thank you for joining. And that is it for now. For now. So, let's get on to the synopsis. Oh, and the last entrant, entrant TV collects. What's up, nerds? Thank you for joining, mate. Nice to see you. So, yes, Something is Killing the Children, Volume 1, uh, starts off with a mysterious monster that is killing all of the children. Um, <laughs> only children can see this monster, and it is... Uh, in this, in this small town, and this mysterious character, Erica Slaughter, comes in and states that she can solve the problem. Uh, it, it seems like she's got experience in this kind of thing, and the story follows um, her and... Oh, what's that boy called? James. Yes. Her, her, so Erica and James, they kind of work together to try to help stop this monster. Um, some things go wrong, some things go right... It's a horror story. It's scary. It's cool. It's mysterious. It's the kind of thing that we all enjoy. So that is something is killing the children. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, one more person has joined in. Nanao. Uh, Nan. Nanao. <laughs> Nanao. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining, mate. Uh, actually, today I actually read up uh, on this book a bit. And first thing I, I to note that we, I think everyone says Tinian wrong or Tinian. It's, it actually is pronounced Tinian. He, oh, he has a newsletter called Tiny Onion. I think that's right. how you're meant to say his name. Tiny okay. Onion. Like, okay, uh, Tiny there we go. Tiny onion. L- learn so, something new already. Yeah, this is what we're all here for. It's a learning experience. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the hype of this book, first of all. Okay. Because this book came out, what, two years ago? and Yeah, 2019, yeah. It was pretty much options straight away for a TV show. Um, the single issues went for like they're selling for ridiculous money. I know people have sold like their like sets one to 15 for like four, five, six hundred pounds for the whole set. It you know, there was a lot of hype about this book, how good it was. James Tennyan, as well, he's had the best two or three years probably he's ever had in writing. Um, but I think that hype for me reading this book is to its detriment. I don't know if this book lived up to that hype of what I was hearing in the whole in the ether of comic books and the story. I just don't think it lived up to that. I think it's still good. It's just not what people are making it out. This this hype thing, you know, not just with this book, but with anything. I mean, you with uh, Maximum Carnage, right? <laughs> you hyped that up, and I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, but, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. Like, when people go like, oh, you need to watch this TV show. You need to watch this film. It's so good. It's so cool. So instantly, your expectations are raised. They're not your normal expectations. And uh, this story is probably more enjoyed by the people who read it month to month getting yeah. the issues or getting the volumes as soon as the volumes came out um instead of now you know leaving it you know we are now two years down the line like i i read this um you know about april may last year so like i was kind of there with the with the whole bandwagon but i can see i can see where you're coming from totally yeah well like we had read once in future in season one of the nerd herd and yeah. that's a that's a book that you love and again, it's similar to Something's Killing the Children came out at the same kind of time. It, yeah. They were the two books that people would rave about mm-hmm. for single issues every month or whatever. Especially when you mentioned Boom Studios. Yeah, 100%. It, it, yeah. It, it, what's the word? Propelled Boom Studios to a higher level, really. Those two books. Yeah. And uh, I think I don't want, like I was said before in our year wrap-up show that I think I scored once in the future lower than it deserved because right. of the hype and because of the disappointment. So I've tried to look at this book today like a, in a different way because I know there's okay. hype. Yeah. Like the story is actually really good. There's no question. It's a really good story. It just doesn't live up to that hype. But I'm not going to score it today based it against the hype, if you know what I mean. Okay. You're going to try your best. So I'm trying. I'm going to try my best. And I think, like I said, I do think the hype is it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's demise, okay. really. It shouldn't yeah. be about the hype. Yeah, all right. Uh, going back to the name, we have TB Collects. He said he saw an interview uh, with, with James to say how it was pronounced, and it's pronounced Tynan. 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 Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, we've also got uh, Perpetual Comics. Good evening. And we've got Highland G as well. Hello. Thank you for joining. Um, we had uh, Dominic. He he commented. He said, um, training myself to read across both pages left to right with this collection was a bit of a learning experience. That's right, because that's not a very common thing that I've seen in many books that I've read where, you know, you have nine panels on each page, mm-hmm. but you have to read all the way across like that. And and you sometimes, for me, I remember when I read it first, I got to like the second row of the of the left page and I was like, wait a minute, that, that doesn't make sense. So then you have to kind of try to retrace and track, you know, okay, right, let's try it this yeah. way. Right, that works. Okay. I, like, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't very... Um, fluid? Is that the right word? Maybe? Yeah, like fluent. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I had the same problem. It's actually one of the notes I made, the, the one of many, of course, I made. Um, so it had a few times and a few of the kind of double pages where it did kind of trick you. But then once you get used to that... Then another page where there's yeah. loads of panels, it didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the times when I had it going across two pages, 
you had to like put effort into reading it to make sure you went the right the correct way. Mm-hmm. But then when they didn't do it, you still had to put effort into kind of making sure you were reading the quite correct yeah. way. Um, that's one thing I didn't like about kind of the layout of the, like the panels for those pages. Like yeah. it could be seen as being cool, I suppose. I mean, a different kind of idea because you very rarely see it. Maybe you see it like a double page splash page yeah, or yeah. whatever, you know, but not so much like the nine panel stuff. Um, so it took a bit getting used to. Yeah, I wasn't convinced by it. Yeah, all right. Um, Liam, straight in, straight off the bat, he says, but I'm going to say I loved this book. It was my jam. I'd probably say the best boom book I've ever read thus far. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's, that's wow. pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is, this is for me, it is a great book. But should, should, we, should we talk about the art a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, again... I don't I don't want to bog down too much on the art, but it didn't fulfill what I wanted in the art. It's not like, groundbreaking. No, but I get that horror books can't have clean lines. They can't be clean art. It needs to be a bit yeah. scratchy and a bit messy. I get Do you know what that. I've said? You know what I've said in my notes? Scratchy, but in a good way. I like, don't... it seemed necessary. Yeah. Like, to have this kind of you know it's a horror book you don't want clean lines you know <laughs> as i was saying that i thought of witchblade and tom from this month in movies has just mentioned witchblade um witchblade was a very clean lined book but it was supposed to have this kind of like you know not not quite horror but this kind of spooky dark kind of theme but because it was so clean it didn't really give yeah. you that so you kind of need that kind of scratchiness going with it yeah but i i find uh Particularly in some of the 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 action scenes where where Erica Slaughter was fighting the monsters or whatever, like it was hard to know what kind of way she was like positioning her body. It was hard to know what was what at times. Obviously, compounded with the fact that's in a dark room mostly, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're trying to emphasize that by obviously having like a dark page and so on. I just found it difficult to kind of work out. Like, where's her arm? What's she doing? Like, what, you know, <laughs> where does she stab? Like, it's hard to know what she was actually doing for the art. Yeah, again, it's not bad art. It it does. Strangely, it does kind of fit the story, but in kind of reverse roles from last week with Colder, where they had fantastic art and the story was okay, I think this is a fantastic story of okay mm. art. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think, yeah, I think you nailed it there. Um, going back to the whole panel thing, going across both pages, Highland G says, uh, I have read a few books that do that a lot recently. It's kind of annoying if they don't stick to one or the other. So, you know, it looks like he's read stuff like that as well. Um, Blue Sonic said he had the same issue as well. Um, Triple G straight away. Missing this book, I've got four copies of issues. Issue one to shift. I've got there's two. two. It's first two, two grand right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and Dominic is also saying, um, scratchy in a good way, the best description of the art, which I did enjoy. So he liked the art, and as well, Liam did as well. He said, he, I really like the art. I felt it fit not only the genre, but the story as well. Yeah, I mean, it felt like, yeah, I, like, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I just noticed that it wasn't the kind of art that I'm used to, yeah. you know? Um, but it's a horror book, and it worked. Like, we know... We know um... Listen, the Shane Shane for example has problems with faces, and we know the faces in this weren't great. But one thing I did like about it, maybe this is a thing that hasn't been answered yet, but maybe will do in future volumes. So Erica Slaughter herself has really big eyes, and they do yeah, allude to it. Like they 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 mention the fact she's a yeah, girl with big eyes. Yeah. But you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe I think she's like an alien or something, or a monster herself, <laughs> and she's obviously the human form. Yeah, but. I just find the big eyes on Erica Slaughter really odd, yeah. particularly when I have like for her coming down to cover the other eye, and this eye just looks. Yeah, yeah, huge. I know. Like, uh, like what what I kind of noted down was that the fact that most of the characters seemed quite generic, um, mm. the, in in their design, you know, they just seem like you know normal people, and I guess that's what you want. But then you know, enter Erica Slaughter, who instantly sticks out like a sore thumb, and I don't know. You know, maybe that was the effect they were going for, uh, but yeah, um, she she was definitely, you know, eye catching. Yeah, um, with the art as well. Um, you mentioned obviously character designs. I'm just going to put this up, Scott. I'm going to take over. Trigger warning. Okay. So we did refer to some stuff that's going to be quite disturbing for some people. One thing about this art was kind of made me look at it twice and think, ooh, was. 
children like it showed you the like the children with like their intestines and everything the entrails kind of, yeah yeah all kind of got it out yeah like, i'm not sure if you're if you're old enough to remember this scott but like uh nickelodeon they had this thing called inside out boy do you remember that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and that was all cute and cuddly kind of yeah. inside out boy but this was like this he's seen all the insides but yeah. with just more blood and mm. grimness it was i mean they hard. didn't hold back no. they did like you could tell they were going for a shock factor um this book literally did what it said on the tin um and we got it in pretty much you know the first few pages um Beth has just come in. I'm so sorry, Scott. I know you love this book, and I both love and respect you, but this was the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen. I mean, when you first see the monster, I think uh, I think it would have been more. Oh, I think I would have been more, and then maybe she's going to continue with that comment. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I like, agree, go into the monster. Yeah. It is a very generic monster. Um, it's just black, shadowy, with red eyes and red bits and and that's it it's a bit sharp and it makes a screechy noise and yeah. and that is it but but then i was thinking like you know this story we know goes on for a while it's it's currently paused on issue 20 it's going to carry on after that but but then in the story they talk about the classes you know the e e7 this was class e7 so is you know who knows what the other monsters are going to look like yeah and plus as well at the end of this book there's a bit of a bit of a revelation that this wasn't a, a kind of a bog standard monster this was like a nest and i think was it the mother i can't was it i can't remember but there's other ones off these monsters about so yeah it is pure but i am i didn't like the design of the monster but i am yeah. expecting different monsters to come yeah different yeah designs, a bit more dangerous so it's like almost like setting it up like here's a monster you're going to kill yeah. it and it's going to be relatively easy because it's going to get harder as we go I think that's what yeah. we're trying to do with the monster design. Yeah. Um, Beth carries on her comment as well. She, uh, she said, I mean, uh, when I first saw the monster, I think I would have been more scared of an emo kid jumping out going, rawr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and Dominic as well says, he loves he loves this monster in Stranger Things. Um, yeah. Okay. The... Shall we go onto our pages and see what Shane thought as well? Yeah. yeah okay. Let's go ahead and do that. Hey guys, sorry I can't be there in person. I'm at Shoptoberfest getting the life scared out of me, hopefully. Um, I just want to share my initial thoughts on this book, Something is Killing the Children, Volume 1, where um, it was alright. Um, nothing special, actually. I was expecting so much more because of the hype behind this book. Like, everyone is going, Something is Killing the Children is so amazing, you've got to read it. And yeah, I enjoyed the characters, I enjoyed the story. Um, the art, not so much for me. Um, I'm not a fan of that scratchy design. And um, the, the reveal of the monster, actually, I laughed out loud. Like, I audibly, <laughs> when I finally saw what this monster was, just such a generic, boring monster for something that was supposed to be so terrifying. It was cute, killing children. Um, yeah, uh, it was all right. I don't regret reading it. Would I read on for the nerd herd? Yes, on my own time, no. That's my initial thoughts, so... Hmm. Okay, so that's his initial thoughts. Let's see what he thought of the art. Me again. So um, my page pick. Um, I picked this page because it's a little bit of a backstory to Erica. Um, I quite enjoyed that, seeing how the book didn't really give us anything um, verbally about her backstory. We kind of just get this little, this page of flashbacks, so you sort of see what she's doing layer by layer. This page wasn't too bad. Um, overall, not a fan of the art um it's that scratchy um quick lines and jaggedy edges and the faces in this book are terrible yeah so i picked it because i i like erica actually i like her as a character um i do wish there was a bit more to her backstory but that's why i picked this page because you get to see four panels of what she's done you know monsters she's killed people she saved so i enjoyed that um i, I enjoyed it for what it showed more than the art um, I know that's not really fair, but this art style is not for me. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying I don't understand why people like it. I do understand why people like the art. I'm saying for me, I'm just not a fan of it. But yeah. See you in a bit with my final thoughts and scores. So, yeah, like, so we'll we'll show his page again. Um, so this is cool. 
it, it is a very cool page. Um, you know, there's just four little panels with with some flashbacks and the very quick flashbacks, aren't they? But then I was thinking, I was just saying, maybe some of the monsters will be different and they won't be black and generic colored and whatever. But in here, they look black and generic colored and they're yeah, just different but... shapes. You know, that's that's all that's all we're going to see by the looks of it. But maybe they're not ready to reveal that yet in this issue yeah, or whatever yeah. they they want it they want that kind of surprise later on so they don't want to show too much of what's what they expect plus it's like the way the story went it's to say like you know here's you know this is worse than you said it was going to be you know you know, we, we better you know get our weapons ready and get geared up because this is going to be bad so they couldn't show her done it before then it's be easy you know it's yeah. something doesn't face before but you're yeah, right and to be fair this page is cool like even though I'm not a huge fan of the art because it's just action packed and she's badass. These two big, I don't call them, but the shit machetes that they are. Machetes, yeah. Yeah, it's just, just like cutting things up and whatever. But again, look at the size of that eye. It's just a huge eye. Just one eye. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bit odd. Yeah. Um it is odd. I mean, yeah, like, but I, I think it was put there to put kind of, you know, help us stick out like a sole thumb. Uh, James, so uh, James said he read this with no expectations and he quite enjoyed it. The children's death looked gruesome. And although uh, it felt quite rushed in places, he thought it was a cool story. That's good. That's good. Uh, Liam is meant, uh, kind of commenting on Shane's uh, thing. He goes, I like how Shane says, generic, boring monster that's meant to be terrifying. Like, if you came across that in the woods, especially as a child, would you not be terrified? Um, of, of course you would be, but if you think about it that way, like, compared to the last week's book, Colder, like, it's just a, yeah. it's a different level of art entirely. Yeah, 100%. Um, should we show your page? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. So, again, it was very much... I mean, hard to actually find a really good page to put in, first of all. There wasn't that many. A few of the action scenes were really cool, but I didn't like all the dark scenes. But this, I really liked. Like, it's just her getting geared up to go into the cave. She's got her mask on. She's taking out her um her chainsaw. She's got her glow stick. She's walking into the cave, and then you yeah. the bottom panel with the kind of glow stick glare, you know, yeah. with that big eye. It's just, I just thought that was really cool. Like, she means business. But even though, like, you know, her... What you call it, like a uniform or her outfit? It's very simple. There's no protection there. You think she'd be wearing some sort of like body vest or something, like a like armored yeah. kind of gear. She's mm. walking in with like jeans and a tank Why top. Not, isn't it? You know, does her... does that kind of show her fed upness of this whole situation? You know, because throughout the story, she she just doesn't care and she hates who she works for, and you know, like she seems to be passionate about getting rid of these monsters, but she just hates the life you know what i mean and I, my interpretation of it all was just she just doesn't care anymore and if she dies she dies if she doesn't she doesn't and i think that's how she's going yeah like like i said she's seen it all before that's, that, that's mm -hmm. why i took it of a two like she's an experienced monster hunter and she's seen it all before it doesn't like what she does but she just gets on with it and one thing about their character as well which i think they've done really well was that she clearly has this uh uh, what's the word like affection towards the children like she really wants to help them it's not so much like it's a sport where she wants to kill all the monsters and stuff just for the sake of it it's like she really cares about the kids and uh but yeah again this this image is more her preparedness to go into this cave yeah. ready to fight knowing what to expect then obviously you know the tables turned because it wasn't what she thought it was going to be no yeah yeah um yeah should we should we see my pitch yeah bye so this is mine. Uh, this is at towards the end, like yeah, near the end of the last issue. Um, so this is when Erica Slaughter has to stab that uh, that guy in the side of the head to help him see the monster because he was really just causing a lot of trouble um, in terms of getting uh, Erica to to kill the monster. Um, so I I took this page as in when he was when he was stabbed. What was it called by the Horde's Gold? When he was yeah. like stabbed in the head by that, uh, it looks like with that blue line that's coming out of his eye. Like, does he then like you know link up with these people? Do, do, do they see him? Does he see them? Um, I just thought it was really cool, and you get like, you know, you get your first real uh, bit of you know backstory to Erica being like, okay, well now she's part of this group of people. Like, you know, you get you know throughout the story, you get these phone calls. 
and you just assume that she's working with one guy um but now you know there's a group you know like are these people above her are they on the same level as her like why aren't they out killing monsters why is it just her and you, this page just gives you all these questions and i just love that every single person there has their own little toy has their own little cuddly toy for their own little i don't know demon woman a demon yeah. creature thing that comes out um but yeah and it, it kind of had it was more and i know we said a scratchy art but it was more bold in this page than anywhere else yeah there's probably slightly more detail if you think about the guy was gold fangs whatever they are down yeah, there yeah he seems like a kid. yeah he in the eye and he's wearing like a fancy cravat and stuff it does seem like they maybe put a bit more effort into this page but it's still scratchy obviously and there's no background which i quite like the fact that in the hall they're in it's all one kind of plain beige color yeah. and all the, all the colors is their own masks and stuff like i really like that and yeah it seems that like there's a bit more effort put into this but then again, this is the big reveal. I suppose this is what's you know driving Erica's slaughter, and obviously this is now their, their new big book, The House of Slaughter. So this is the first time you see what yeah. this actually is. Cool. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, that's my pick. Uh, you know, and you you also get some questions about the symbol in his eye as well. You yeah. know, like what is that symbol? What does it mean? Why is it there? Who are these people? And all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, if you guys have read the book, let us know if you've got a particular page that you enjoyed. Try and describe it to us, and we'll. We'll try and pick it up. Um, uh, we, so Blue Sonic agreed with you, Phil. He thought that was a great page. He liked that too. He loved that cool. as well. Um, Dominic also says, um, "I think the uh, I think that will be an advantage to picking up the hardcover deluxe edition, and you can get the whole first story arc in that one in that one volume." Yeah, you get issue one to fifteen, don't you? In the in the in the deluxe, yeah. which is out next week. Yeah, we we were actually a bit disappointed with that because I had ordered it. Uh, and the, the plan was to have it arrive before this week's show yeah. so we could read it, but we couldn't. So, so out next week, still coming, still looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and TB Collects, Tyler's coming in. He's saying, I read volume one about six months ago and I fell into the hype of this book. I don't remember a ton about it, but I didn't buy any more after volume one. For me, it was all just fine, nothing amazing, just fine. Yeah, so it seems like the... he's aligning more with Shane. Yeah, well, there's a couple of comments that I've kind of mentioned the hype, and I think that it is a it is to its detriment. Like again, if you yeah. mentioned before, if you're if one that's from the start, great, you probably do love it. But jumping in this later on, when there's been so many great books that's come out since, as well, yeah. um, it's hard to kind of think like what was that all about? What why did the hype? Still yeah. good, but not not amazing. Oof. Not yeah, yeah, not fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the story then. Um, cool. I think. For me, the writing was cool. Like I really liked the relationships in it, and I really enjoyed the more, uh, you know, crime-solving part of it. Um, you know, with with the police officers and and that section. I think my favorite part of the whole book was when Erica was in custody, being questioned, and then she yeah. kind of turns that question questioning around, and then it ends up that like he is now on her side. He believes her. Um, and I thought that was really cool, and it felt really. It didn't feel like you know James Tynan just wanted it to go. You know, okay, Eric is going to be in control. It felt really organic, and you could, when you're reading it, you could feel that you know the tables turn. So he was less in control, and she was really explaining what was going on, and he was believing it. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree, and even the kind of uh, wouldn't call it banter, but. Uh, the fact that her her ID was on a bit of paper and stuff, and she's like, "Is your name Erica Slaughter?" <laughs> yeah. Really, I liked all that as well. I do think the sheriff, or I think it was the sheriff, wasn't it? The sheriff, yeah. Like he was convinced almost too easily, easily. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it just seemed like in like one issue, kind of like you know, right? Let her go. She, she, we need her to sort this out for us, type thing. Yeah, but, but he, he knew did... something was happening. Like he couldn't yeah. explain all of these children dying. It had to be something. You know. I suppose maybe that's that is true. Like obviously the kids have been down for it seemed like weeks or months prior, yeah. so he wasn't getting to the bottom of it. So maybe this was his last resort to let her let her free. But then the the logic in my mind's thinking, well, maybe she's the cause of it. You know, she's this her outsider from the town, uh, yeah. keeping her locked up and watching her twenty four seven. But he just seemed to let her go. Um, yes, he did send his deputy or whatever to, to follow her, which also he comes into the into play later on more. But um, it, 
the pacing of the book and things like that, it was actually very good. It did seem quick as well. Like these things seem to unfold very quickly. It, it was a fast-paced book. Um, you know, it was only five issues, and we do get a lot of information going on. And but it is, you know, you do we do miss chunks of days, don't we? We do miss bits here and there. Yeah. Um, the only the only thing I'll say as well about the kind of the pacing is that I could be wrong, but there was no narration in this, was no. there? None no. at all. No. So it did actually read quite well in terms of if this was a TV show on Netflix, which it's going to be, or well, whatever, yeah. Amazon Prime or Apple, whatever it's going to be. It'll be Netflix, yeah. It, I could see this as an episode. Even this this one volume seems to be maybe one episode type thing. You know? Yeah, maybe think, maybe two at a push. Yeah, 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 the push. Yeah, obviously you need to build the characters more, particularly like the, the brother who then joined the hunt and so on. Yeah, but yeah, I mean there were some things that were quite odd to include in the book as well. Like so, the brother who I can't remember his name. I can't his, his sisters went Tom. missing. Is it Tom? Tommy? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's Tommy, I think. And uh, so he then goes to his dad, who's sleeping on the sofa, naked. Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, so like, uh, obviously the, the point of that was to get his the retrieve his gun, so he could use his gun going in to find Eric Slaughter. But yeah. like, I don't think we needed to see that. Like, that was just like two panels of story that introduced his dad just to be a bit of a jackass. But really, he didn't add anything to the story as well. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, mean I guess. I've. From what happened in this and the fact that he was stabbed in the head with, with the Horde's gold, I feel like he's going to be more of a integral character in the story overall. And maybe, and maybe it's good to know his backstory. You know, we know his mother's not, you know, you know, mentally great. His dad is looks like a drunk or, you know, just a very rundown kind of guy. And is he's just found his sister dead. And you know, so I think you know maybe we're learning about his family for a reason. I have no idea, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like he's going to be involved a bit more now that he can see monsters because you're not just going to leave a guy now that he yeah. can see monsters. That's I don't true. know, but yeah, um, uh, we've only got as the well, five. As Shane, I think touched on it in our private chat. I think was it Dominic mentioned Stranger Things. I definitely get Stranger Things vibes about this, yeah. not just because of the monster, but more because like it's. You know, has children like our teenage, like young teenage children involved, and like if this again was an episode of Stranger Things, it would fit really well with that current cast of Stranger Things. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, what I found quite strange because so obviously Stranger Things is aimed for kids, but trying to be dark but not too dark that kids can still watch it, but also adults can watch it. So I think that's the audience it's trying to reach here. However. And then they have a kid, I can't remember her name of the first issue, who accompanies Erica Slaughter. Oh, the, the girl, little in, the, girl. In, in the kind of not yeah, the, the cart or the, yeah, the, cart, yeah, yeah. the wagon or whatever it is. Yeah. And then obviously, then obviously James, the other kid from the, the next lot of monsters yeah. come in. So it's definitely like a festival TV show. I think Stranger Things. I think the writer, James Tynan, 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 that's the one, was trying to like maybe get that vibe from Stranger Things but then you have the mutation or the mutilation of the kids yeah it wasn't that and it shouldn't like kids shouldn't really see that because no. you know it's just it is really grim and that's quite disturbing so it's hard to know what's trying to be it's know, trying like, to be horror but like is it reaching the young adult audience is it reaching adult is it yeah. reaching children like teenage children I don't know I am curious how they're gonna show this on the TV show you know just are you really are you going to see that much detail you know it's it's different seeing it in a scratchily drawn picture yeah but how suppose, visible will it be in the on the tv show you know i suppose in a way like the refer back to lock and key which we all read and you'd read on a thing so you you know how dark i've read it all book, yeah you, so you know how dark that book is but obviously the t- the tv show was tame like it's, mm. it's kind of it is more for the young adults, so they will have to definitely change their perspective yeah. for the TV audience. Because um, Sean the newbie saying this is being developed at Netflix by the guys who made Haunting of Hill House, etc. So he expects it to be scary as. So maybe there won't be any like anything held back. Maybe it will just be like you know, not for the faint-hearted kind of thing. Yeah, you know, 
who knows? That, that's what I mean, because obviously the kids are involved in this. Like the kid, uh, I don't want to say sidekick, but essentially that's what James was. He was, he became Erica Slaughter's sidekick. Like those kind of tropes and stuff are using Ian for a younger audience when it comes to TV shows yeah. as well. So, uh, I mean, I'm maybe clutching at straws. I probably won't be like that, but Sean said that nail on the head. Haunted of House Hill. It, it, it leads me to believe that this will be frightening. So you're right, maybe they won't go for the young yeah. The young, young adult audience, because like, like, it's going to be creepy. I know. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll have to see, won't we? We'll have to see. Um, Lee says, like, going back to the Stranger Things thing, uh, he thinks that's why he loves it because he loves Stranger Things so much. He goes, "This is Stranger Things if they had if they had gone down a proper horror route." And uh, Tyler is saying, "Phil, you just hit my main issue with this book. I couldn't really tell what they were going for. It starts with all these kids, and it was trying to be more horror." Uh, I couldn't tell if it was for kids or for adults, but I don't think it hits on what it wants to be. Yeah, certainly not with this first volume. Again, I, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I think as a complete volume one, as in the first 15 issues, you might get a, bit, a clearer picture of what it's trying to be. Um, definitely. I mean, for me, this first volume kind of focuses on the introduction of Erica Slaughter mm. more than anything else. And, yeah. and obviously, obviously a monster, but I think it focuses more on Erica Slaughter and the House of Slaughter. This is what they yeah. do. This is what I mean, they're here for. So, and it has to show us, you know, something it's killing the children. Something. And yeah. yeah, we saw the something. We saw Erica. We saw the kind of order that's controlling her, and and we saw the ramifications that it's having on the town. And I think I think it's a good introduction to the whole thing. You know, it's five issues. You know, I, I kind of see the first few issues. I was kind of like. You know a pilot episode you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you know especially when i read most of my stuff in trades anyway i don't mind just reading a full volume one um you know and then just you know we've read a lot of introductions haven't we <laughs> to stories uh over the last year but you know yeah th th that's how it feels it feels just like an introduction and we've now been introduced to the all the main characters uh some side characters the main premise of the story and now it's from this point on, issue six onwards, where it will unravel and progress and, you know, develop and we'll just get a bit deeper. Yeah, I think you're right in terms of they can't answer everything, but there's there's a lot in this volume that is left unanswered. Yeah. Um, especially with her, like I say, like her, her surname Slaughter, but it's clearly not her. It's clearly not her name because I know. Yeah. Slaughter's obviously the house of slaughter, and she's yeah. So what what is she? Is she like an orphan that's been, you know, brought into this this order to kill monsters? Is she a monster herself? Which I tend to think she might be. I don't know. Right, okay. Um, I'm just speculating. I haven't read on. I only read this the first volume today, and even that wee octopus, you know, the wee octopus yeah, toy. Yeah. It's great. That was creepy and awesome. Yeah, but like, what what is it? Like, as in, I I honestly thought. It was the order, the House of Slaughter, where maybe you had a camera in the octopus. That's how their way <laughs> okay. of watching what she's doing. Yeah. But then obviously the whole issue where the sheriff went to her motel room and had this big, I don't know, octopus-looking thing yeah, going out. Spirity like, ghost thing. Yeah. yeah. Just, so there's so much unanswered, obviously, and that's what makes the reader want to read on. Yeah. I mean, and what I'm like looking forward um, to reading on, but. Yeah, me too. What what intrigues me the most with with the octopus is what do the other cuddly toy, yeah. you know, spirit ghost monster things look like? You know, and yeah. it, that's that's something that interests me, and it makes me want to look more into it and read on. Yeah, because I think one of the uh, from your page, one of them had had the giraffe, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let me let that's... me just get it up again. So we got a, a giraffe. Uh, a bunny, a monkey, a bull, and a teddy bear. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the thing. They're obviously because to be fair, Eric is octopus did like a bit freaky. It's in yeah. like the zip you know, mouth and yeah, yeah, them. like yeah. But they they look a bit more cute and cuddly. Those yeah. wee, those wee toys. So obviously they're not going to be cute and cuddly. I think that's that's a given. If they do show show themselves later on, um, but yeah. The, this is the thing too. If this becomes a TV show, guarantee that that Funko or NECA or somebody will release those toys as merchandise. Some sort of it's plush a... company as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll do it. They'll do it. And if they don't, they're missing a trick, and there's going to be a hell of a lot on Etsy. 
Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Maybe, maybe you'll do some yourself, Scott, with your 3D printer. <laughs> who knows? A 3D print one, who knows? Yeah. Um, like, we haven't got much time left, and I, I, I just... I want to talk more about Erica. I mean, she is mm-hmm. the main character in this, and she is just this mysterious person that no one knows anything about. Um, and I'm just so intrigued by her. I mean, I think that's the point. That is the point. Mm-hmm. You know, who is the, who is this big-eyed woman who doesn't wear any protection to fight these monsters? And what has happened to you to get you to this kind of weird state of not caring and nonchalantery and just just cracking on that's 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 the kind of vibe i get from her just ah just i'll just do it you know what i mean i'll find the monster i'll just crack on um but she seems to have a lot of care for like getting rid of the sit you know getting rid of the monster but then when it comes to like answering to the you know the order of the house or whatever it is um she just she hates that bit yeah, she's not like obedient to the, you know, or loyal to the mm. that kind of house. There also is a history between the two of them, a conflict of some sort. Again, that's not that's a question you kind of you want to have answered by reading on. Um, yeah. I get the impression that she is. A, I still think she's a monster of some sort in human form. I don't know why. It's just what I think. But if she is a, a typical human, I think she's obviously had experience with monsters. Yeah. Maybe they've killed her friends and her family when she was young or something mm. on those lines. Yeah, okay. And so she's obviously determined to do this. And she does seem quite uh, uh, protective of children. Wouldn't yeah. she? she doesn't need to be, essentially. I mean, she's, you know, you doesn't have Well, to the be. monsters aren't aiming for children. Yeah, it's in the main, but they're not hers. So some <laughs> yeah, okay. Because I'd yeah. run away, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't sh- know. There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of mystery with her backstory. There is. And I do think... I, again, I don't read the book, but from my understanding, there is a, a, an arc later on at some point um, where they go to explain her backstory a lot more. Yeah. And I think they were quite big sellers with the single issue. So obviously, a lot of other people felt the same, that they wanted to have certain yeah. things explained and look yeah. forward to it. And I, I, I'm no different. Sean has said um, a lot of the, these questions are answered later on. Uh, and he does agree that the first trade is just an introduction as well. So. I, I like Island G's point there as well. Sorry, it's just, it says I think the toy keeps their thoughts young, so they can see the monsters because that that is something Maybe. because uh, adults can't see the monster, but yeah. obviously Erica can. So, so it's, it's, it's the hoard's gold thing. I can that lets him see the monster. Yeah, I, I know that for Tommy, but the, can 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 the order? Oh, okay. Do they just do they just inject themselves every time they see? You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, and he, uh, he also thinks that it's their it's their first toys. So she's got this battered octopus, and everyone else has got like these nice looking toys. But then that's the thing: if that is the case, which again it could very well be, again with her battered octopus, there's a backstory there that I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Why is it so battered? Why is it just such a raggedy toy? You know, what's what kind of what was her life like when she was a kid? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like like you said earlier, I like I think we do find the origin. Like it's that is issue 16 to 20 that is the origin of, of her story so but so i was a bit disappointed when i found out that the, the the deluxe edition just covers the first 15 issues and then we don't get an origin you know and because i know now they're doing these deluxe editions i'm not going to buy any more trades i'm not going to buy any more single issues i'm just going to wait for these deluxes so how long do i have to wait now to Listen, to uh, get the next lot of books you know if you can wait in almost two and a half years for or three years for saga i mean i think it's going <laughs> yeah. to be okay that the way yeah. but um and plus they're pausing like you said they're pausing at issue 20 and they're moving on to house of slaughter yeah. book so again they might do that for 20 issues and then go into the next 20 for something's killing the children yeah. so you could, you could be waiting a long time to get, to get that next uh, yeah yeah it's disappointing it, i suppose but yeah it is a bit disappointing um shall we move on to Final Thoughts ah. Scores. Oh, you're making that cooler. Nice glasses. That's all so. I've got here. I don't know why I've got sunglasses <laughs> up here. It's not sunny. Um, Wheels? Yeah, so... It's never sunny. <laughs> Wheels? Sun? What's that? Yeah. Uh, yes, so um, we'll we'll look at Shane's uh, thoughts and scores first. Um, but guys, you know the drill. You know the score. Um, it seems like a lot of you have read this book, so please do give your scores. And don't forget, your score is now becoming part of the overall score. So your score will help uh, shape what it becomes on the leaderboard. 
Uh, we do already have one score from this month in movies. He's been popping in and out, but he did message us the other day and he gave us a 10 out of 10 for this story. Um, so we'll add that on, but let's go ahead and look at Shane's uh, final thoughts and scores first. Final thoughts and scores on Something is Killing the Children, Volume 1. It's a book that I heard a lot about um, quality-wise. I didn't hear anything about the story, so I didn't know what, what was killing the children. I didn't know um, who Erica was. I, I kind of figured it out. She was a monster hunter from like the images of her, but I didn't know anything. So going into it as blind as you can into a book that's been out for so long, um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the read. I enjoyed the story and the idea. Um, not so much the art. Um, definitely not the monster. That generic spider shadow monster is just so overdone and so boring. It's like, it's like the visual equivalence of white noise. Like you sort of stop seeing the monster after a while. You know, like it. Um, when you turn the page and he's there, you're not seeing the monster. You're just ignoring that and you're trying to create something a little bit more scary in your mind because that is just, it's a shadow monster. It's not, it's not been scary, has it, since Lost? Let's face it, it's nothing. Um, but overall, I don't regret reading it, which is a plus. Um, I wouldn't read on um, on my own time, but I, would, I wouldn't mind reading on for the nerd herd. Um, I see why people love this book. I don't understand why it gets the praise it gets because it is nowhere near the quality and the excitement and the just the visual excellence of some other books out there so i don't understand the hype i really really don't understand that it makes no sense to me but it's not bad so that's good but for me this is this is a 6.5 out of 10. um i like the idea i like the character of erica i just don't like the art and the monster was a major letdown for me after waiting to see it. And it was just that it has to lose major points for me. So yeah, 6.5 from me, guys. See you next week. Bye. Okay, so six and a half. That's yeah, a bit rough. It, it does. I think, again, just based on the hype, I suppose. And, and that's kind of why I'm trying not to go with my score. You know, Yeah. Trying to avoid that. I think, I think we've all come into this quite... Uh, definitely at different stages and with different mentalities i mean you know shane is in there uh, reading it based on the hype you're you know about the hype but you're trying to forget about it and just you know like level out your bar of expectation and then i've been there from pretty much the start and i've just enjoyed it naturally i guess um yeah yeah uh uh, we've also got to say hi to Ian from Hoodrat Comics and Tyler from Shattered Glass Comic Reviews. <laughs> um, so, yes, we've got quite a few scores, guys. We'll give you some more time to give some scores as well. Uh, I expect Liam and Beth to give very contrasting scores. Um, but, yeah, Phil, do you want to go ahead and uh, let us know what you want to say? Yeah, I mean, just, just uh, if we don't hear from from Liam and Beth, I mean, like, give them a text because they were having a domestic over yeah. this book no, that yeah. two Le contrasting Le opinions so. leaves his message that's fine that's good um yeah again trying to avoid the hype because the hype does let the book down in terms of it wasn't what it felt like it should be based on how people perceive the book for the last two years and particularly the amount of money that the, the single issue sell for yeah. and that's maybe like a bad thing about the comic book world in general is that the speculation market and so on um reading this from start to finish it does kind of flow like a tv show would i do think this this could be a, even if you adapt this word for word page for page it would make a good television show um providing they they cast erica slaughter correctly and they do the kids guts correctly um but the art wasn't my favorite again i mentioned before that it was hard to know what was going on sometimes particularly in the battle scenes or the fight scenes in the dark room I didn't really like the kind of dynamic of that. It wasn't that dynamic, basically. And um, I was let down by the shadow monster. It is typical. But I haven't discussed this through now. I kind of see now that they can't give everything for the first issue or the first volume because this is very much a platform. Like, here's the story. Here's what's going to go. You know, it's giving you a bit of expectation for, for future volumes, which I'm looking forward to. I suppose that's what they're trying to do. That's what indie books do 
do because they can't give you everything at the start because they want to keep you uh, interested uh, going on. So bottom line is I had a good time reading it from start to finish. It was a good story, flowed really well, told a good story, grotesque and exciting, but not overly dark other than the kid, the kid scenes um, as well. And I'll kind of want to read on to see what happens with Erica, to see what happens with Tommy and James, that kind of team and what happens um, you know, to the town, I suppose, because the sheriff will have more involvement and so on. So it's done its job. It's a good story. Not groundbreaking. Art wasn't superb. I'm fighting between two scores, so give me five more seconds. I'll try and determine what I want to do. Uh, uh, What's your gut okay. saying, mate? Okay, because she ain't got a 6.5, I'm going to go one more. I'm going to give a 7.5. Okay, great. Hey, awesome. We've had a lot of scores. A lot of scores. Um, I've got them all. Don't worry. So we've got the 10 from Tom, uh, 7 from Highland G. Uh, we've got 8.5 from Dominic. He says, really liked it. Right up my alley. I do think the story got better as we read more. Uh, Pete, he's saying, I liked it. Strong 8 for me. Uh, James, I'd give this a solid 8. Uh, TB collects though he says because I haven't read it recently I don't think I can be fair giving it a score like I said it was fine for me glad you guys liked it love the chat as always um, Tyler says issue one was a 10 for me the rest was great but not up to, to number one so I haven't counted that score because he hasn't given it a whole score um, Liam he says I think it has to be a 9 for me uh, the art could have been better but as I said it fits the story they're telling I'm genuinely looking forward to more of this and then he says uh, Beth can't give a score as she didn't finish reading um, so but she has given a score so I'll, I'll let you decide Phil she says she wants to give it a 2 but she hasn't finished she's given a 2 that, that's the score for, okay. the, the, for the integrity of the nerd herd chat going forward we have to okay. take it I've written it down, I've written it down. Um, and Blue Sonic, he says, I really enjoyed it and will 100% read on, but the first volume didn't live up to the hype. This is a nine from me, if you ignore the hype. Yeah. Great, thank you very much. Uh, there's a bit of an argument between uh, Beth and Lee going on in the chat. Um, uh, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where is that? Oh, where is Sean's score? Sorry, buddy. Where is that? Where is that? Where is I think it was here. Yes, right at the top. Sorry. Um, for the first trade, he gave it a seven. It's not fleshed out enough to have a higher score, but was enough to keep me intrigued to read on. Uh, let me just write that one down. There we go. Um, and then, jeez, uh, okay, right. Tyler, 8.5 from me. I'll knock it down one point because Phil is here. <laughs> so 7.5. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick to the 8.5 there. Um, and I think that's it. We've got aggressively relaxing joined in. He said, I just caught up and it's a great world. Uh, I know a lot more books deserve success, but this one definitely earns it. Great. Okay. There we go. That's all the scores locked in. I'll sort all that out in a sec. Um, so we have 11 of you put a score in. Fantastic. Okay. So uh, my thoughts and scores, I'll keep it brief. Um, it was. It was it was a, a good fun scary book. I mean, it, it did exactly what it said in the tin. You you were introduced to this mysterious character that could deal with the monsters, and it was a kind of a cross between a small town crime drama, like a murder mystery type thing, with a bit of this sci-fi fantasy element going on. And I kind of liked the mix. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed the mystery of Erica, uh, the art scratchy but fine uh it made sense i don't think i would have liked it if it was clean art um i kind of enjoy that it was this kind of scratchy uh kind of thing going on um the monster design we've all said a bit generic and we've seen in those flashbacks they still keep to the kind of um you know black just generic it just seems that they're just different shapes uh so you know who knows where these monsters are coming from uh i've definitely enjoyed the story um, it is something I do definitely want to carry on. And I have read Volume 2, um, but my score isn't based on Volume 2 at all. I'm purely basing it uh, on this. And um, for me, it's going to be... Um, so you were one above Shane. Yes. I'm going to be one above you. Oh. I am going for 8.5. So... Ah, please don't say... Right, okay. I need to... Right. Let's do some maths. Um, right, if this is right, and I really hope it's not, <laughs> 
See, before we go on and say the score, I do have the notice or say sorry. So Liam has confirmed that Beth didn't get through as she won, let alone the volume. Right. So now that I'm thinking, should we allow allow her score of two? I'm not sure we should allow a score. Is that because you see the score now? You think, oof, doesn't deserve that. No, 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 because she's read one issue. Like she hasn't read the story. Like this is a this is a a show where we talk about the whole story and we score the whole story. Liam and Beth, you have five seconds to confirm. Did you only read issue one, and should we count your score? Because the leaderboard, it, it matters. You know, Shane's very arrogant from last week that he's number one, but this could knock it off possibly. So, uh. yeah, it's true. Um, right, we've got to make a decision. We've got to make a decision right now. I don't want to upset Beth, so you make that decision, Scott. Okay, we're not including it. You've only read one issue. You've got to read the whole story. If you want to give a score, you've got to read the whole story, and that's final. So we're going to get rid of that. Um, it, it probably doesn't make the scores any better. <laughs> she says she flicked through to see if the art got better, but it got worse. Wow. Okay. Uh, right. So let's just readjust these here. We love you, so, Beth, but sorry. Okay. We have... Uh, okay, we have a total. Okay. We have a total score. And you're not going to like it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, so Shane gave it a 6.5. Phil gave it a 7.5. I gave it an 8.5. In the audience score, we had a 10, a 7, a 7, 8.5, 8, 8, 9, 9, 7, 8.5. So your average, guys, your audience average gave us 8.2, oh. uh, which, and then if you add that uh, together with our scores and average those, we get a 7.6. Right. <laughs> oh, this is a shambles. The score has averaged out to 7.675. Oh, we, we ramped that up. That's what we've done in the 7. past. 7.7. 7. So it's a 7.7. So overall, it is a 7.7. So let's see where it comes on the leaderboard. It is a 0.1 higher than colder. And to be Ooh. honest, I'm I am surprised. I thought it would have gone a lot higher. I would have thought at least in the eights. Yeah, again, similar to the, the once and feature for for last season's work. Like again, Shane kind of based his score in the hype. I tried not to, but again, I can't ignore the hype at the same time. So yeah. it may suffer from that. And again, other people's scores too could suffer from that as well. So yeah, I mean, who uh, knows what this would have been like if we read this when it was out at the time you know yeah and, and plus listen as, as we know with, with sequels month if we do another sequels month again and read volume two um it may get a better score because you're getting more more meat in the bones i suppose of the story um but yeah i, I think you know 7.7 7, i can't remember what what if i remember correctly was was maximum carnage around that score that was no. seven dead on. was it seven okay yeah. so it's only 0. 0.7 better than maximum carnage <laughs> it's probably about right yeah um yeah great so there we go thank you everyone for joining um we will tell you what we've got coming up next week uh we are going to be reading philip's pick next week yeah, philip boy. what is it it is deceased by tom taylor from 2019 there we Good go so that's what we're going to be reading. Guys, don't forget, if you uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you like the sound of this book um, and you don't own it, it seems like everyone in this chat owns it, um, or if you want to upgrade, then we do have all of the links for Volume 1, the Deluxe Edition, and the Deluxe Edition with the slipcase um, uh, in our descriptions, so you can go ahead and buy them as well if you want. And every every penny we get will go back to you. Um, so yeah, that is it. So thank you for joining. That has been episode two, issue two of volume two of the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club, reading Something is Killing the Children, volume one. There we go. So there's only one more thing to do now. Is to, uh, yeah, uh, wave your get out. Wave your get out. <laughs> wave, wave your get out. Wave, wave your get out. <laughs> wave your get out. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. Ahoy hoy, podcast listeners. Shane here. 
I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewers pick, all you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd.